catch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Good evening. Oh, she was scared of shadow me. My sound is so loud. Oh, okay. How's your back? Oh, yeah, better. Like when we last spoke, I got to the point where I was able to kind of truck, just push through the pain a little bit. Now it's uh, pretty much back to normal. That's good, man. What'd you, like, how'd you tweak it? You know, I don't know. I honestly don't. That's uh, old people problems. I have no fucking uh, idea. I mean, not that old. We haven't convened since before July 29th. So naturally, there's a lot for us to cover. Do I want to recycle the joke of like this? Welcome to B-Sides Boxing. Always. always. This, this is the Big Fish Fry Deluxe episode. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little old, but still. We are frying the big fish. I picked wrong. Very wrong. Man, right. oh Me man. Too. Yeah. I was way off. The pain... The pain. All right, but we're going to get to that in a bit. So let's start with a little bit of uh, news, which there has been quite a bit. So today is August 19th. There was supposed to be Better Be A versus uh, Callum Smith. That ha- that was postponed. I'm sure you know at this point. Um, there was a bone infection in Better Be A's jaw, which is kind of fucking weird. I I don't know if a I've bone? ever heard. Yeah, bone a infection. bone infection. That's strange. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. And okay, now how how does how does better be his bone um, jaw infection? How does that affect Fury's legacy? <laughs> I think this will make Lomachenko's induction into the Hall of Fame um, a little quicker. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it, it is interesting that he has an, a jaw bone infection. Like I'm not sure. Yeah. Could that I've... affect punch resistance? I don't know. I'm not I'm a doctor. Sure, like. I'm not even sure how bone infections happen. Like, yeah, I, I'm not a doctor. Like, I know infection, get a cut, whatever. But like, a bone infections, kind of. That's weird. like a little far advanced in my field. Yep. So we will keep you up to date on that story as it develops. Lee Wood, his first defense after reclaiming his title, is facing Josh Warrington, to okay. the surprise of absolutely no one. Dirty, dirty Warrington. He. This dude fails upward. He keeps getting fucking title <laughs> shots just because he's connected to Eddie Hearn. And he fumbles the bag every time. Yeah. He doesn't know what Tuesdays are. He never gets the bag. Never got a bag. <laughs> Poor dude. Um, I don't expect this to go very well for him again. Like, his pretty much all of his title fights have gone. Yeah, Lee Wood I, is craftier than I gave him credit for, which I did give mm-hmm. him credit for it, but... Uh, Warrington, I don't think if he could figure out Lara, that Warrington's not gonna propose an, uh, too much of a, a problem. I don't think. I have all faith in Lee Wood on this one, unless Warrington's coming in headfirst that big ass forehead. <laughs> oh man, um, to like Oles does. <laughs> I, I don't know who to pick because either way, a uh, Brit is gonna win. So I. <laughs> Man, it just makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, That's a a terrible day in my book. (laughs) That will be October 7th. 
in Leeds where Warrington actually does do pretty good numbers. So and no offense to the Brits, I love the Brits secretly. <laughs> yeah, I, we we have uh, we have fun with each other about the little rivalry, I guess. Let's see some interesting news that most have heard of. Pro Gray will be defending his title against Devin Haney, who will be obviously moving up from 135. The situation on his titles, I know for the WBC in particular, they are giving him a champion in recess status. So if he beats Pro Gray, he vacates his 135 title and goes to 140. If he loses, then he just goes back to 135 and remains the champion there. I don't know if the other sanctioning bodies are going to do that. That almost sounds like it's so, like, I don't want to say you're, like, spoon-fed, but, like, on a plate for him in a way. Yeah. Like, like why is he getting that kind of, like, um... Special treatment? Yes. I don't know what his financial situations look like as far as, like, ticket sales and stuff. I don't know. So I don't know if it's a money thing. More than likely it is than not still... There is some good fights for Devin Haney. The only thing, as is always, is Devin Haney's power enough to get Progray's respect. Progray, even though he got not he got dropped in his first one, he was kind of out of position, feet a little awkwardly positioned, so he wasn't yeah. hurt. But he did get knocked down, you know, not taken that away. But Progray can take a punch, is what I I'm trying to get at. We also did see uh, Wash Up Lonaris wobble Haney and not really recover that well afterwards. <laughs> so if Pro Gray does, you know, land clean, how will he recover? Right. Because, yeah, this isn't old man Lomachenko either. I'm, I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to ride up Pro Gray on this one. If Haney wins, I wouldn't be really surprised, but I'm going to root for Pro Gray on this one. I think I might too. Pro Gray, the Cajun accent, so he's, it's endearing to me, so... I'm hopeful for him. One other thing is the if he wins, his immediate first following fight, he wants to unify titles with Teofimo. So that's pretty cool. That that'll be fun. Yeah. I like that. That build up would be crazy. This is going to be at the end of October, the twenty eighth. This will be in Las Vegas. I have not heard of where in particular yet. I have crossed out here. If he wins and he vacates his title, or even in the meantime, Shakur versus Lomachenko for like an interim title kind of situation, it's off the table from what I understand. Oh man, like it's going to sound like I'm being disparaging, but I'm not. Lomachenko wasn't interested in fighting from what I heard. I could have sworn I saw like an article. I think it was maybe like last week, a few days ago. It was like, because of like the ongoing tensions in Ukraine, Loma's not like focusing on the fight right now. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know how like credible that source was because it was like I was scrolling Facebook and I follow a lot of boxing pages, so it was just one I saw. I haven't seen anyone like it again, so maybe it's just not credible. But I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe it makes like, really good sense. It really does. Yeah. Oh. Because he he is older. He's probably gonna waste time on fights that don't have like much. Not, I don't want to say meaning behind them, but. If he was given like another title shot, he'd probably take it. But I don't think he's gonna fight Shakur for, in a way, nothing. Yeah, and when his mind's not fully focused either, because mm-hmm. if he's not focused, like Shakur could put a beating on him. Oh yeah. All right, let's move ahead here. Matchroom announced a four-piece of fights starting in September all the way to December. Um, starting with. In, on September 15th, 
in Tijuana, Angel Fierro versus Brian Zamaripa. Honestly, don't know who those guys are. I was going to say, who? Yeah. Uh, on the 23rd in Orlando, Richardson Hitchens versus Jose Zapata. That's pretty. That's a good good little step up there for Hitchens. Mm-hmm. So I'm the looking Pedro's, forward to it. Zapata's a good opponent. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I like Chon a lot. He's great. Let's see. On November 18th in LA, Diego Pacheco is back. Marcelo Coseres. Very excited. I like Diego. He's uh, he's grown mm-hmm. on me a lot. Yeah, he's I think he's come a long way every fight. So yeah, he really it's does. Exciting to see. He does improve every time he comes out. <laughs> oh, this one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, this one I'm looking forward to. I'm getting a fucking ticket either way. Um, oh, it's right, it's right in your alley. I yeah. Uh, so Bam oh, Rodriguez versus Sonny Edwards are unifying their WBO IBF titles on December sixteenth. Desert Diamond Arena in Glendale. Uh, that's a suburb of Phoenix. December sixteenth. Holy shit. These two are really, really skilled operators, and I know they're flyweights, but still. Sonny, I think he learned at the knees of uh, Tyson Fury and uh, Billy Joe Saunders how to jaw jack, so he's going to be able to sell this. Uh, bring back Saunders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a different topic. Uh, who, who, was, uh, who was the big Sonny fan in the Discord? Was that, was that Raz? Ols. Ols. Oliver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I Shot don't don't know why, but it's yeah, it was odd. It's probably just because he's British and just to have a go at like a Asis and the the Chilean fighter that he was he was supporting the Chilean guy. So might have been that. That'd be a fun fight, though. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting to see the pretty high high skill like high speed chess kind of thing. All right, that's it for the news here. Uh, let's get into the recaps really quick. Friday, July 28th, right. at the Palms in Las Vegas, Sanisa Estrada defends her title. I think it's... No, those titles are both uh, hers. She gets a UD over Leonela Yudica. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't watch this one. It's pretty... It, it's like, eh, you didn't miss anything, so... Yeah. Um, Yocasta Valle, the Costa Rican champion that has the other two belts, is... Those two are already in like the negotiating phases for a undisputed fight. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Now, turn on the deep fryer because we got some fish to fry. We got some fish. <laughs> yep. On July 29th at the T-Mobile in Vegas, we had the big one. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, the motherfucking undisputed championship, four belt era, first time. These guys are really, really awesome. Terrence Crawford make him, made him look pretty pedestrian. Yeah, boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Boy, were we fucking shook. Yeah. That did not go the way we planned. Not e- Like, even realistically, with a Terrence Crawford win, which was not at all outside the realm of, for me, outside of reality, it's very, very possible that he could have won. I did not expect him to, from, like, round two, he had Spence fucking dialed in. That I, was sad. Yeah, like like I wasn't gonna be like shook either way if like Crawford won. Like like, like you said, it's not out the realm possibility. It's just the way he won. Yeah, how the fight went. I thought it'd be a lot more competitive. It was just a one sided beatdown. you could was you can call what you call what you will, but at the end of the day, it was the one sided fight. Yes, it was. Spence got battered from pillar to post. Pun kind of intended. 
<laughs> and then he got uh he got fried in round nine for the stoppage. Holy yeah, that shit. Was, that was crazy. How many knockdowns? Like what, three or four? Three. Um I think he had one in either round seven or eight, and then he had two in round nine before the stoppage. Crawford didn't even break a sweat. Nope. He was the club afterwards, I'm pretty sure. Um, more than likely. I was watching like uh, snippets and like clips of like the side footage. I think um between rounds, Crawford was like talking shit to uh, one of the Charlos. Which one uh, was it? Jermel. Yeah, he was talking shit to Jermel in between like rounds and stuff. I was like, yo, that's pretty baller. That, like, that that's yeah. some pretty baller shit. You're gonna you're gonna batter Spence and then talk shit on the side. <laughs> Not, uh, <laughs> that's he, pretty crazy. It wasn't just between rounds. It was when Spence was being counted for the knockdowns. He would Dude, go. That's some he, baller shit. He did it then too. It's uh, it was insane. That's some baller shit. I gotta give you props. To... You can say what you want about Crawford, but you gotta get that man's respect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I never didn't respect his skill, but I'm never doubting him again. No, never. Yeah. Let's see. Isak Cruz, he is ranked fifth Ooh. in the WBC, and he got a split decision over Giovanni Cabrera. He is ranked 11th in the WBC. This was, so, however, a WBA and WBC eliminator. So this is an interesting one because we were all watching and expecting Pitbull to run through this kid. Yep. But I remember during, like, I think halfway through the fight in the chat, we're all just like... Pitbull doesn't look too good right now. Like, he's cracking this kid, like, but this kid's just eating it. Like, Giovanni's hands down just staying in front of Pitbull and just eating his shots. And now it's kind of like, does this kid have a jaw of steel or is Pitbull just pillow fisted now? Like, what's the occasion? But he didn't look that good, in my opinion. Like, he didn't adjust at all. He just kept coming with the same forward style. No adjustment whatsoever. It's kind of his MO. So but how far is that going to carry yeah. him, I guess, like... Especially in a division as stacked as this one. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. You barely, you barely, barely beat Giovanni Carrera. No disrespect to him, but none of us knew who he really was until this fight. What are you going to change next to make people kind of like, you know, get their eyes back on you? Oh, that After that performance, I'm not certain that people are clamoring for a tank rematch. Yeah, because like, his stock definitely fell. Like, you yeah. won, but you also kind of lost. <laughs> yeah. His stock dropped from all the goodwill he had from the tank fight, and following that up to now, it definitely lost a little bit of public favor. I think. Oh goodness gracious! I'm still, I'm still on uh, Team Pitbull. Definitely excited to see what he keeps doing. Yeah, I'll definitely keep watching his fights, but now I'm kind of be questioning. It's like, how far is Pitbull really gonna go? Yeah, He's got this the, reverse like... Terence Crawford, where I won't doubt mm. Terence again, but. Like for Pitbull, like ugh, maybe I will a little bit. Yeah, and that's not even to say he won't win necessarily, but I don't. I'm not like trusting him to plow through people the way he used to. Mm-mm, no, not at all. Mm. And this one was pretty cool. Alejandro Santiago gets the UD over Nonito Donaire. This was for the mm-hmm. vacant WBC title. Um, they came in at rank. Uh, ranked third and first, respectively. Mm-hmm. This was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the the rags to riches story for Santiago was was really touching. His how happy he was afterwards was really touching. Yeah. Good fight all around. Yeah, Donito, it was. I mean, Donito looked so like so fresh for his age. I was like, damn, good for him, bro. Yeah. Uh, I was watching with someone that was. That's exactly what he was saying. He's like, he, this guy's forty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's old as shit, man. No, he doesn't look like it. 
Yeah, good fight. Not yeah. much to say about it, you know. Kat just went the way he did. Yeah, it was a good effort from Donaire. Um, mm -hmm. he, he can still be a wrinkle at 118. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Isak Cruz as well. Like, he's still, like, a wrinkle. He could, if one of the more high-profile guys does not come in with everything, like, not fully focused or something, Cruz could absolutely do some damage there. Mm -hmm. This is the dust starting to settle now that in a way... Fucking dog walk, my dude. <laughs> God damn it. Was, I, I, yeah, you got walked, bro. It was, yeah, it, so did it Spence. Was bad. <laughs> I was picking it away. I did pick Spence. That was a bad pick on my part. But listen, even even letters get it wrong. <laughs> That's like a weird... You would think, like if you picked Fulton, that you would pick Crawford. Or if you picked in the way, you'd pick Spence. Just like those styles line up, you know what I mean? Mm. But I went wrong on both. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not the nicest. I just live life like it. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Crawford and Spence a little bit here. What is there left to do for Terrence Crawford at welterweight or at all? That's that's a tough one, honestly. Because like, where where do you really go? Like, I mean, obviously there's a rematch with Spence on the line. That's that's kind of a given, but like after that, what's the now point? Because yeah. like, there's like talks of him fighting Tank, then fighting Canelo, like hypothetical fights, but both just sound kind of stupid. You know, like he like yeah. Crawford himself. If I beat Tank, they're gonna be like, oh, you beat the little guy. Then Canelo was on Breakfast Club. He was like, oh, if I if I beat Crawford, they're gonna be like, oh, you beat the little guy. So those two fights, I just never see happening. So honestly, I don't really know what, what's next for Crawford. Mm -hmm. The only thing, if he, other than the Spence rematch, the only other thing I see. Maybe you want to say uh, Jaron Ennis, but uh, I don't know. I think it'd be a fun fight. I don't yeah. know if Ennis really has it. Uh, actually, I don't know. He, he's pretty crafty. He is but, very crafty, but, but Crawford, so is, Crawford is, is, is not getting twisted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if if Jaron Ennis is like a an A grade technician, Crawford's like fucking A plus plus. Yeah, Crawford. Ennis would have to be like a hundred percent on focus, like all twelve rounds. He can't let one thing slip through the cracks. So I think it'd be a fun fight. It's probably going to be a one-sided beatdown. Just going to be honest. <laughs> probably would be. Um, the only other thing would be for Crawford to fight all the same dudes that Spence did. Like to mm -hmm. kind of also put his stamp on them. Not that he needs it for like legacy or anything, but if he wanted to stay at welterweight, that would kind of be the only option he has. Yeah, I think post like the rematch of the Spence fight, We'll kind of get a better idea what's gonna happen next. Yeah. Because who knows? Maybe, maybe Spence really just had an off night that night. He probably, maybe he did. We don't know. Maybe Spence might come back and just batter Crawford next. Likely, probably not. Yeah. I, uh, that to me has moved to the bottom of possibility. Yeah. Uh, man. All right. Let's keep going here. So, this one, I, I'm going to say up top, I didn't watch it. Have I didn't not... watch it either. All right, Don't I haven't gone. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't gone back to rewatch it. The only thing is Ashton Silva. Uh, Silva is he's pretty good. He's a good prospect. Still, still climbing up. So he gets a KO four over who is that? I don't know. And Amanda Serrano UD over Heather Hardy. This yep. was a little surprising. I was expecting Heather Hardy to get her ass beat, which she pretty much did. But I was expecting a stoppage win. Yeah, Heather Hardy was just. 
too tough for our own good, I guess yeah. you'd say. Yeah. All right, and Jake Paul, UD over Nate Diaz. Eh, no one cares about that. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. In London, the following weekend, uh, we're, I'm going to go from go. the bottom up of this card. This was the uh, Joshua Hellenius card. So mm-hmm. from the bottom up, we had Johnny Fisher, who's like a heavyweight prospect-ish kind of guy. Coming out of the UK, gets a stoppage in 7. Filip Pergovic <laughs> gets the stoppage in 12. And that, was, that, that was a rough fight. That one I didn't see, but I should probably go check that one out. Derek um, Chisora, UD uh, over Gerald Washington. I'm not also, so sure I agree with that. I, I'll be honest, this whole entire card was just rough. Like, yeah. Start to finish, this shit was rough. Fisher um, started off fucking swanging and banging. Blew his load. Pause. Um, <laughs> Gato. And kind of, Harry Armstrong kind of had some, like, success in a few rounds, but Fisher didn't look all that great. I mean, I know he's still a prospect, so maybe he'll build up to that a little more, but he didn't look that great. Philip Hergovich, he looked fucking awful. Really? In my opinion, yeah, he just did not look good at all. Granted, still won, got the TKO. He just seemed like he was overhyped. I remember talking about it in the chat, too, like, hype job, whatever. I would say go over watch it, but you're really not missing too much. Just it was a pretty boring fight. We were getting tired of it. The Chisora fight, Gerald Washington, also super fucking boring. I don't know how Chisora really won that. I guess he's kind of just the crowd favorite. Yeah, the hometown thing. The, yeah, the scale kind of tipped towards him. I probably would even said it was a draw, maybe because yeah. I'll be honest, man, that fight was just pretty bad. There's just nothing that was going on. Just two old heads fighting each other. Two, uh, I don't know, not even has beens, never beens. Yeah. I don't know what's next for Chisora. Retirement. Hearn's, Hearn's got to tell him to stop fighting, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not good for you. Gerald Washington, probably not. I don't know, not much going on with him either. Mm. I'd say he's a journeyman. I guess a higher-ish level journeyman. Yeah, gets good paydays for yeah. some fights here and there, but that's about as far as you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. He's a jobber, so whatever. He'll keep. He's gonna keep going. Um, Derek, however, yeah. chisor has been. He's been through the meat grinder. He really yeah, needs sure. to think about dialing it back. Yeah, I'm sure Washington got like a nice fat payday for it, you know, being the co-main. On an AJ card, too. Speaking of AJ, gets the KO in seven over Robert Hellenius. The moment that it happened, my immediate thought was, cue the Wilder comparisons. Hellenius came in on what, like a, a week's notice, two weeks' notice? A week's notice with having a fight the week prior. Yeah. crazy. So big ups to him for you know to still giving uh, AJ a bit of work. Uh, Huge ups to him, yeah. Dillian White, what the fuck, bro? So this is not the first time, not the oh, second yeah, time that he's I pissed hot. Yep. Yeah, it's chips for him. It's chips. Maybe Gerald Miller and Dillian White can have like a pets <laughs> permitted <laughs> fight. One fucking fat man brawl. Yeah. All right, so AJ's performance, I I liked it. I thought he looked pretty good. He it looks like he's starting to show more of the Derek James style of cerebral fighting. Um, he t- he took AJ's like strong foundation as a boxer puncher, and he gave it. I feel like he gave it a brain. So AJ's looking pretty good. I think the problem with AJ now, I'm not so much AJ. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. I think it's like the fans now. It's like. We're so used to, like, the old AJ, and we keep asking for him to come back that we're judging too hard on his new style. I don't know if that really makes sense, honestly, but we just we keep thinking that old AJ's going to come back who just mauls people. Yeah. 
and it's hard to accept like his new style of being a little more i don't want to say cautious being more of a technician mm -hmm. but he still seemed a little gun shy against Alanius. i think he still has to break into his new style maybe as fans at some point we should really just stop asking ourselves to bring the old aj back and this was a guy coming in on a week's notice so you know you were yeah. planning for dillian white and then up oh, surprise it's Hellenius. yeah i don't think aj looked bad i think we're just so used to seeing or expecting that just brawler style aj to come back that we're gonna be so critical of his new just like more technician style and i guess for a while it's gonna be like that until he like just starts looking more and more spectacular every time like he didn't look bad i think no not at all I, I st i'll still say he was a little gun shy sure but the right hand connected and it was lights out as he gets more dialed in more fights with Derek james in his corner yeah, he's only going to get better from here. And, like, he was already pretty fucking good, so... But now, saying that, though, I will say, at that performance, again, he didn't look bad, but I still think it's too early to fight Wilder. I think Wilder will still take his head off. So, it's not as interesting? I think it's so interesting. It's going to be interesting. I just don't know how much of a chance I give... If AJ can survive, like, the first few rounds and then get comfortable, as we saw, like, to like to get into his rhythm and get comfortable, I think he'll get Wilder a good fight. And maybe even knock out Wilder, for all we know. Because, listen, AJ can crack. He yeah. can probably uppercut me to the moon if, I, if he wanted to. But question is, is Wilder going to land that right hand before AJ gets comfortable? So I think it's still interesting. 100% hype for that fight. Going to love that. It's just a matter of... I think I said it before in chat. It's a matter of whose right hand's going to land first. Hmm. A difference, though, in whose right hand lands first is that Wilder's right hand's going to end it. AJ mm -hmm. might stun him. So, like, the first few times it's not. It's going to be... It's going to look fucking rough and definitely win him rounds, but it's going to take some time for his right hand to break Wilder down because he... The dude can fucking take a hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wilder's tough. I yeah. think people don't give enough credit. Like, he's very durable. With that being said, is Derek James gonna, you know, take a play from Fury's playbook of how he beat Wilder, just pressing the action, or is he gonna tell AJ just to box him and don't be so aggressive? So it's interesting. I think it's still a very interesting fight. I don't know which, how AJ or Derek James is gonna approach it. I'm probably still gonna say Wilder is gonna get the win though. I couldn't, in good consciousness pick a fucking Brit over a goddamn <laughs> American heavyweight. It's not the a Alabama slammer, baby. Not a fucking chance. Wilder takes his head clean off. First punch. It's gonna look like Dominic Brazil, except more blood from his head missing. I mean, I mean, did Usyk kind of wobble AJ in like both yes. fights, actually? Yes, he did. That's like if, I mean, I know Usyk's not like a heavy hitter, but like if Usyk could kind of wobble him, I can only imagine what Wilder's rocket of a right arm is going to do. Yeah. All right, let's keep it going here. Mm -hmm. In Phoenix, we had the Vaquero Emmanuel Navarrete gets the UD oh, over Oscar yes. Valdez. So let's get some quick ones out of the way here. Well, quick yeah. one out of the way. Uh, Richard Torres gets a stoppage in one over yeah, well, the, my, my, the mighty mustache. Yep. The uh, 80s pornographer. Get it how you live, brother. Yeah. So, Richard Torres is still out there doing it, doing what it do, so good for him. There's another one that I wanted to keep an eye on that got canceled. I think it was an injury on uh, Murataya. And so, Navarrete gets the UD over Oscar Valdez. This was for the 130 WBO title. 
I agreed with Mark Kriegel. I have I had to get my head checked after that. The eight, uh, Kriegel had it eight to four. Uh, that's generally what I saw. I wasn't keeping track, but I, I watched it the morning after because I didn't stay up for the fight. But I didn't see the scorecards until I, after I watched it. Yeah, I'd probably go with eight four as well. I think. I mean, one he just battered Valdez to pieces. Yeah, he did. And I would say he controlled the pace of the fight more. Even in Valdez's best rounds, Navarrete yeah. was still absolutely in there. Whereas Navarrete's best rounds, Valdez wasn't effective at all. I think we were saying it before. Valdez is kind of just there. I don't know. He's not great. He's not bad. He's just there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for lack of better terms. Like, he's not someone I'm going to actively check for. But if he's fighting, I'll probably throw it on. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. It's like, yeah, okay. Oh, Valdez is on? All right. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. So the one thing we kind of dove into, maybe we can talk around on the side later, was like about the Reynoso stable. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could be a topic of its own. But... Yeah, might have to. I'll have to dig into that one a little more so I could get some, have some facts in front of me. Yeah. So that I'm not talking out of, too much out of my ass. <laughs> Valdez drops another one. We know who he is at this point. We know what, basically what we're going to get. But for Navarrete, he has a couple of options. I think they were talking about rematching. That's really dumb. Don't do that. But I, they're really yeah. trying to pitch this as the next iteration of Barrera Morales kind of rivalry. Which well, uh, they, they gotta stop that right now. Yeah, to try to put it in parallel with that would imply that Valdez is having success to enough of a degree to make it a competitive rivalry. But nah, they, they're just trying to yeah, do they, the Mexican on Mexican sort of thing. Yeah, they can they can scrap that. That's a terrible idea. Um, trying to remember. So this was the WBO title. I know Oshaki Foster has the WBC. IBF is Cordina. And who's the WBA 130? Oh, Hector Garcia. That's right. Oh, okay. okay. <clears throat> He's still, he still hasn't fought since the tank fight. He made his money and said, fuck that. I'm done fighting. <laughs> yeah, detached fucking retina or whatever it was that he got. Broken or- orbital, I think. It's the Saunders treatment. Yeah, not interested in fighting anymore. Can't blame him. Honestly, if I had like a broken orbital bone during a fight, I'd probably retire also. Just yes. not worth it. I, yeah, that would be about the time. Yeah, I'd probably still like train and be active <clears throat> in gyms, but you ain't catching me in a fight. Not the broken fucking eye. Yeah, detached retina. Like just the hearing that makes Crazy. my eyes hurt. Like, oh God. Joe Cordina, Oshaki Foster. Right now, these are his contemporaries. Don't know if Hector Garcia is going to be back. I hope he is, but either way. Of those two, the as far as like a Styles makes fights kind of thing with Cordina, he's a, a standard British sort of boxer puncher type. I can agree with that. I haven't seen too much of Cordina, but a few fights I have seen, yeah, very standard boxer puncher. Yeah. Nothing like nothing that wowed me, but nothing that I was like, oh, this guy's trash. Well, I think he's really riding the wave of when he first won his title and he knocked out a the Japanese guy Ogawa fucking sparked him cold so there's that he does have that potential threat uh, Navarrete can take a hit he's also pretty defensively irresponsible but that seems to be if he does not respect your power so who knows maybe they'll, he'll take a Cordina a little more seriously Foster is a slick technician like the, I don't know how else to phrase it so that's pretty interesting that's more interesting to me than Rock'em Sock'em Robots with Cordina. 
Yeah, I'd say so. Again, I haven't seen too much of those guys except for Cordina, really. So that's probably the only one I'd really tune into. Uh, I think other than that... Okay, so there's another card. This was a three-card weekend in Maryland. Antoine Russell, oh. Gary Antoine Russell's back. Um, I did not catch this card. <laughs> I didn't either. I was trying to find it, too, and there, it uh, Showtime didn't put it on Paramount Plus or whatever. So mm-hmm. I couldn't. I saw, like, highlights. I didn't see this one, Jesse Hart, stoppage in 12. He's, nah, he's just like a journeyman, I guess, at this point. But I've seen him live a few times, so I wanted to give him a little airtime, a little moment to the, like, multitudes, the thousands and legions of listeners need to hear about Jesse Hart. Benavides, Jose Benavides is still fighting. Um... He's a middleweight now? Question mark? Why? I don't know why you're still doing yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Time to hang it up, brother. But listen, yeah. get the bag. I yeah, I, I suppose. Like, he got the stoppage in five, so good for him. I don't know. I guess that Creed money wasn't quite as good as he was hoping. <laughs> the residuals aren't paying off, huh? Yeah. Well, I wonder if Benavides was on the picket line with the SAG strikers. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Emmanuel Rodriguez, UD over Melvin Lopez. This was for the vacant IBF bantamweight. So, like I said, the dust is starting to settle here. Um, titles yep. are getting picked up. Will we see... So, Rodriguez, if he was on a Showtime card, WBC was also a Showtime card. So, Santiago uh, Rodriguez could, could be in the works. It's possible. So, KO1. So even if we did see it, there's not a whole lot you're going to take away from this. I I, I went to look because I wanted to be sure, like, what is, what's going on with Antoine? He, I think he's super talented, has a lot of potential. So why the fuck is he ranked third in the WBC at 140? And he's fighting Kent Cruz, who is not rated by the WBC, either in at 135, 140, or 147. And I had to go to page three of BoxRec to find him. Oof. Maybe, I don't even know, just warm-up fight? Stay, stay busy, busy fight? That's the best yeah, I, I can think. So. Um, the record booster? I don't know. I really can't think of anything besides that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good, honestly. Trying to keep that 100% KO streak going with this fucking waste of time. There's a lot a lot better he could have done with his time than, than that. But I suppose they're waiting for some things to fall into place first before they put him into something more substantial. I guess so. We'll um, cross that bridge when I get there. Yeah. Right. Moving on. Yesterday, on the 18th, there was a Queensberry promotion card. I I did see, like, on social media, there were some pretty good, like, highlight wins on that one. So it was a fun little card. I didn't watch it, but I'm, de- I'm probably going to go check it out just to see what the KOs were like. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Now, earlier today... Mm-hmm. Uh, Galalia Fai was he fought Tommy Frank's stoppage in the first this was a WBC flyweight eliminator Galal is ranked 14th in the WBC so he but he does have strong promotional backing so it's possible he could get lined up for uh, JC Martinez mm-hmm. who has looked yeah. uh, a little bit suspect recently but I didn't watch it. I wasn't home. So I'm going to have to go back and look to see if he really poses a threat. Not just to Martinez, but to Bam and uh, Sonny Edwards. 
so we'll see how that we'll see how he plays out i have it here just as a mention there's also ufc 292 is in Boston, Aljamain Sterling, the bantamweight champion, fights Sean O'Malley. I'll be watching that shortly. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a lot more detailed discussion on that over on Ultimate Fucking Casual. That's where we talk all things MMA. This this is a re- like I'm going to be honest with you. At, as I've started watching MMA for at first it was for podcast purposes. Now it's like I now that I kind of have a decent idea of who these people are. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. Like, I was never that into MMA, but as I just started yeah. watching more and more, I got more into it. I'm still going to be more into boxing always. Absolutely. Boxing will I always like be nice, my first love. Yeah, a nice touch of UFC is pretty good once in a while. Something that I always try to tell boxing fans that try to cross over, it's like, if you're coming into this expecting boxing, crisp, sharp punching, you're already setting yourself up to fail. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, these are not boxers. They some of them do have boxing coaches that help them with their overall striking, uh, mm-hmm. and that. So it's like having a striker, a, a punch heavy type of guy like O'Malley. It's really good crossover appeal. I think it would be good crossover appeal. Oh yeah, for sure. Before this, I hadn't. I didn't know that much about him, but. As I was making the companion video for Ultimate Fucking Casual's latest release, I did some digging on O'Malley, and wow, the dude is fucking fun. Oh, he's Super great. Super fun he, to he's, watch. He, fun to watch, and he's a nice personality, like, outside of the UFC Really? Also. Yeah, he's pretty... He has, like, a podcast... Not a podcast, I think, like... He's got, like, a vlog, like most of them, uh. like a bigger, like, UFC fighters do, but I, I like his stuff. He's, like, entertaining to watch outside of USB 2. Hmm. I've only seen him, he's, like, his social media type of stuff, and it's kind of cringy, so I, that's all I really knew. But, yeah, I'll, I'll a, give him another look. He's a cool guy, even better dude. All right. All right, let's move it on into the previews. On the Ooh. 23rd, there is a Pro Box card. Always recommend okay. for people to watch those. They're fun. Prospects, journeymen, they're the like the fucking bones that keep boxing standing. Without them, we're not gonna like the the good like the prospects and the future stars and stuff. They would never have had anyone to fight. Definitely check that out. Malinaji, whatever you may think of him personally, I don't. <laughs> like, I fucking hate the guy, but he's uh, a really dude, good analyst. Ah, uh, dude, his mouth is always fucking running a mile a minute about yeah. something. Yeah, he's a good analyst. I'll give him that, but can't stand the fucking guy. Same. Paul, if you ever hear this. Yeah. Uh, well, giving him his props that he's a good analyst. Um, also, Chris Algieri is pretty solid too, and he's they... good, he's he's more like tolerable. Like I think he's a great analyst and he's just not annoying. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> can't ar- can't argue with with Polly being annoying. Um, <laughs> let's see. Next weekend, August twenty sixth. There Ooh, we got go. we got a couple of fights, couple of cards here to get the sh- less good ones out of the way first, and so we, so we can save our time for the for the big boys in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's another top rank card. Quick turnaround for Jared Anderson after the Charles Martin fight. He is stepping in with Andre Rudenko, uh, heavyweights, wow. obviously. I like Jared Anderson. Another heavyweight, another American heavyweight. I'm gonna be excited for. I want to believe. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Is I want to believe. 
I I have to believe. Can't let the goddamn he's, Brits have it. He's solely moving up in, co- in like competition and ranks. So I yeah. guess after this one, it's like, where is he going next? At what point does he eventually like fight? Maybe Charles Martin was back. was supposed to be that little step up, and he didn't do so hot. Mm-hmm. No sir. So the, it's one of those things. Like keep an eye on this because maybe that was a, a little peek behind the curtain of what we could expect mm-hmm. as the competition gets more more stiff. I guess a matter of like how fast they're trying to move Anderson along. Cause he does bring a crowd. Like he definitely yeah, is he does. becoming a star. But let's not derail this hype train too quickly. Maybe if he's one... even a hype train, like maybe he's not even a hype train. He's actually really good. Yeah, but... I don't know if he's a hype train. He's moving along pretty quickly. Maybe one of these other guys that's on this card, they're like molding them to be his next opponents. F.A. Jogba versus uh, John Kosovutsky. I'm pretty sure that John and Anderson were supposed to fight before. Okay. And uh, oh, actually, no, I think they were. Did someone familiar. someone had an injury, so they brought in uh, Charles Martin on short notice. Uh, F.A. Jogba, he's a known quantity at this point. You know, you know what you're getting. He's pretty straight up and down. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of like lateral movement angles or any of that type of stuff. So, you know, you got a big right hand and, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah, nothing too exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bakudir Jalalov versus Ono Ryode Ewariyeme. That was that was probably so really you, bad. You did, you did better than I could have. So, yeah. so I'm just going to call him Ono here. Uh, so Jalalov. He, I've seen him a couple of times, and he's he's all right. Like as far as heavyweights, not named like Tyson Fury, AJ go. He is a little bit in the more leaning more towards the category of like that fucking fat tub of shit build that a lot of heavyweights tend to have. But still, he's got he's got good skills. So he's still only in the eight rounds eight round category. So we'll, he's he's got time. He'll he'll be all right. Abdullah Mason, I am. I will not stop pushing this guy because he's fucking nice with it. I'm really yeah. high on Abdullah Mason. I wish he was on more televised portions so that people could see. I think he's really talented. Could it be part, like, top-ranked matchmaking? Yeah, you could say that, and I would say you're probably right. But still, I would like for more people to see him. And for him to, like, you know, really start... Maybe they're, they moved him off TV so he could develop... A little bit more out of the limelight, a little more slowly, more measured. So, either way, mm-hmm. we will be watching his career with great interest. Yes, we will. So, this next guy—I don't know if you know this, but I'm gonna—I'm gonna have to slip in the fun fact here. Nico Ali Walsh versus uh, Sona Akale. This is the middleweight. This is a little-known fact. I really know that Top Rank tries to keep it under the rug, keep it or like keep it behind the curtain. Nico Ali Walsh is Muhammad Ali's grandson. No kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it's really crazy. I didn't I, know that. Uh, I, when I when I saw him um, fight live on the Loma undercard versus Comey, I think they were definitely like um, pressing that a lot. Like, oh, this is Muhammad Ali's, uh, what was it, grand, grandson, you said? Right? Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely, they were pushing that card pretty well. So I think they're going to stick with that story for a long time, keep getting him up the ranks. Mm-hmm. And Salm, of course. I mean, I like him. He seems like he's going to do well. Nothing impressive right now, obviously. Yeah. But, well, follow his career. He's. I saw him on. I want to say it was the Shakur Valdez undercard. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty standard fare. They're really pushing the Ali angle because, like, he's like pretty average. 
Yeah, yeah, he's pretty bang average, but you know what? He's still fairly new, so not yeah. much criticism. Yeah, he's had hasn't been as hot in some of his more recent outings, unfortunately mm -hmm. for him, but that might be why they took him off TV as well. All mm -hmm. right, I don't know don't know if we'll be back before this, so I want to mention September 2nd in Manchester, Liam Smith, Chris Eubank Jr. rematch at middleweight. If we're back before then, we'll talk more about it, but honestly, I'm not expecting much to be different. Nah, me neither. Than the first I'll still run. watch it. Yeah. I'm still going to watch course. it. I expect the same result, though. Same exact result. Yeah. All right. So, Alexander Usyk is back versus Daniel Dubois. Um, this will be in Rokla, Poland. On the under, the co-main is Dennis Branchik versus Anthony Yigit. Yigit, Yigit. Yigit get like a crazy like egg like sized welt on his eye. Yes, yes he did. Yeah, that that shit looked nasty. Yeah, he's uh, another one of those like journeyman type of thing, higher level uh, jobber. Anthony Yigit. Um, I honestly I don't know much about Dennis Branchik, so Not me neither. I can't really say. I guess we'll, we'll just watch and find out, I guess. <laughs> I'm not expecting much from Yigit. Yeah, no. Nah. nah. If Branchek is worth anything, he's going to he's gonna win. Let's see here. Oleksandr Usyk. Yeah. So this was... Oh, yeah. This is the WBA mandatory. I don't know if it's going to satisfy his other requirements. They typically do. This was supposed to be against Tyson Fury, but apparently Tyson Fury wants to fight Francis Ngannou instead. Pussy. Yep. Uh, so Uzik is gonna fucking style on Dubois. Sorry, them's the breaks, man. I don't know what can, to tell you. Can nobody, no fucking body, tell me ain't different that Dubois is gonna win. I'm not. I'm not even gonna hear it. Don't say shit to me. Yeah. Oh god, and then he fucking sparks Usyk in one. I uh, don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna stop. This show's canceled if that's if that happens. I will send a video of me throwing up in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot to break down here. Usyk not is really. going to fucking style on Dubois. It's not even close. Yeah. There's tiers. There's levels to this. Dubois is not even on the level below Usyk. Absolutely nah, he's not. No. Even, what's, what's Dubois' rank? He is the WBA regular champ. To me, that's number one. Huh? And, Fair, I guess. Yeah. But the uh, on paper... He's just the regular champion. Uh, Wilder, Bacoli, AJ, Lanier Perro, and uh, Arslanbek so Makhmudov. They should have done Dubois versus Anderson, honestly. Had, had that next at least or something. I don't know. That'd be more interesting fight. Yeah, Jared Anderson's uh, number seven. Oh, what the fuck? Gerald Miller is number Ew. six. Gross. Ew. That uh, fuck. Yeah. So this one is a little old, but I did want to mention it. Plant... Smacking Jer, uh, no, that was Jermall Charlo, excuse me. Yeah, I have a typo here. Um, so that was Jermall. I don't know all of the context of that story. Uh, something about like, Jermall's like team the, uh, was shitting on spark. plan or something. Nah, the spark notes is, um, I guess the brothers were arguing with the brothers' wives or girlfriends were fighting. I guess like, something was going on, and Plant like stepped in to kind of help break it up between the brothers. And I guess that escalated and led to Plant just with the hand of God just smacking Jamal and summoning him. Something that so. people mentioned, there's that uh, people pointed out, which I thought was was what was most concerning was how Charlo reacted to 
Caleb Plant throwing a hand at him, and he just didn't do anything. You're yeah, it's more like it's a, a world a champion boxer. And yeah, it's more like it's the lack of reaction. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what I mean. Is like he didn't do anything to somebody throwing a hand at him. That to me is really telling he, of his mind state. Yeah, maybe he's just shot. He's out of it. But I think the one other thing I missed was that I guess like Jamal like shoved Plant's face. Like, oh, that, that's that's what it was what was said. There's no like actual video or anything else happening besides just Plant smacking the shit out of him. But yeah, he didn't do anything. He kind of just took it. Yeah, and it's like damn, bro. You just got bitched in front of everybody like that. He just took it. Yeah, couldn't be couldn't be me. But <laughs> yeah, like Plant would probably beat my ass, but I'm not gonna sit there and take I'm, it. I'm still gonna fight back though. Yeah, I'm gonna try. <laughs> Jesus, I think uh, I I don't know. I think he's done mentally. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets better. Like, yeah, I think he was great. Like, yeah, I liked him a lot. Everyone thought he I was think, the better of the two for the longest time. Yeah, I think time. the Charlo, the Charlo just needed to pick me up. Like, Plant smacking Jamal, and now possibly um, Canelo beating Jamal. Like, they kind of just needed to pick me up here or there. Maybe they go to Eggplant's house or something. <laughs> steal his bike. <laughs> yeah, steal his bike. <laughs> Fucking bag of shit on fire on the doorstep. Shave his beard. Yeah. <laughs> They need to do something. Uh, Jamal, I'm not entirely certain what this, what his personal situation is like. Nonetheless, yeah. like yeah, that. I mean, if it's if it's mental health, I hope he figures it out. Exactly. That's what I was gonna get at. It was. I've had my own difficulties with mental health. It's mm-hmm. fucking hard. So I really hope he gets gets his mind right. Even if he doesn't come back to fight, just get your mind right, bro. It's it's rough out there. That's facts. Uh, let's see. Speaking of rough, Felix Verdejo. The two-time oh. murderer is convicted. He oh, is guilty I, on I, both charges of homicide. Or I did not hear about this. What was this one? Yeah, he. I don't remember who. I think he killed his estranged oh, oh, actually, wife and her lover or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I remember this now. Yeah, this was a while back. Yeah, and he's he was the guilty verdict came out a few weeks ago. He's going to be sentenced in November. Yeah, I'm not sure what the Puerto Rico situation, like how it is there. I mean, obviously it's fucking murder, so, you know, it's really yeah. bad, but I don't know if they have, like, capital punishment or whatever. Oh, what a scrub. Uh, whatever he gets, too good for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've been put, I've been putting this off. We finally got to it, like, two weeks ago with uh, the MMA show. We're gonna do motherfucking mid year picks. Um, I got for your own good. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> Mid-year. So I got seven categories: fight, fighter, KO, beatdown, schooling, and upset. So the difference for listeners' sake of a beatdown and a schooling: a beatdown is like bloody, fucking painful to look at. It's hard to watch. You at some point start saying, yelling at your screen like this needs to be stopped. This is going on too long. The dude's fucking finished. A schooling is not necessarily brutality. It's just a clear difference. Outclassed. Yeah, like a clear difference of skill. Full, yeah, outclassed. Completely outclassed. So that's the difference. So I'm going to start us here. I do have multiple picks per category just in case you get one of mine. So my pick for fight of the year so far is Imbili versus Gongora in March. 
that to me that was a uh, under the that went under the radar. Very, very fun fight. It was unbelievable how entertaining that was. We were in we were in the chat for that one, and it was super fun. Everyone was like, "Holy fuck! Oh my god! What's gonna happen?" It was great. I do have a secondary pick. Do you want me to give that, or do you want to give yours first? Honestly, I don't even have one. I'm like trying to think back now of all the fights I've watched this past year. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a tough question, honestly. My secondary pick was um, Haney Lomachenko because of the implication. Oh man, that was a very technical fight, regardless of who you may think of one. Because of the implication. It's still a really entertaining fight between two very skilled boxers. I guess, I guess like... And it had bigger implications, so that's why it yeah, might... Yeah, I was going to say, implication-wise, I'd probably go with the Haney Lomachenko as far as, like, mid-pick for fight so far. Because of the implication. I was going to say, something maybe TFU Lopez, but he didn't really fight anyone besides Josh Taylor. That wasn't that was all that great either. Um, I'm trying to think who else did we watch fight dude there's so many fights so far i'm trying to like think of one <laughs> we have had an amazing year so far yeah it's, it's that's a tough one but i'd probably say implication wise probably that one with the hand on you've said that word implication a couple of times what, what implication yeah i'm gonna have to ride i'm gonna have to ride the back of your answer with that one <laughs> okay for fighter <clears throat> mm. i came out i got three on these so okay. the hot the obvious like high level, high profile pick was Tank. He stops Hector yeah. Garcia in nine, stops Ryan Garcia in seven. That's really big for to happen in the span of six months. I got also Boots for he got he has a unanimous decision and a, a stoppage in ten. So that's I, I don't know. That's kind of like my tertiary, but the one that I like because it's. I try to have the less high-profile choice as my primary pick, and it's Diego Pacheco. Two fights, two stops, and four. Um, he's Like we were talking about earlier, he's always getting better. And the, I don't know. I think the sky's the limit for him. I'm going to go with Del Boy. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh. I could be convinced. <laughs> I mean, wait, did, Fury three, did Fury and Del Boy 3 happen this year? I don't even remember. Dude, tough call. But, I mean, I'd have to agree with the ones you picked, especially the tank one, too. Definitely the tank one's kind of impressive. Yeah. That's... But the, also... Like, the that one has the higher implications. Because of the implication. Like, Haney Lomachenko. I still want to say, like, I hate to bandwagon off the other answer, but I even say Haney. Much I'm not a fan of Haney. Like, it's pretty impressive win beating Lomachenko. Yeah. But, you know what? Maybe I'll say Tiofimo actually, because he had a pretty shit performance against the Spaniard. Sandor. Sandor, but then he fucking looked good against uh, Josh Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of like, I don't know, man. He's got something brewing. So honestly, maybe I'll go with Teal for this one. All right, that's uh, yeah, that's not a bad pick. Like he's still he a close decision where everyone's like, I don't know if this guy is still a player, and then he comes back and reminds you, like, yes, I am. Exactly. So yeah, I'll go with Teal. Actually, so I'll go with that one. All right. So, for knockout, I picked three on this one as well. Tank knocking out Ryan Garcia. That's the highest profile pick. These other two are what I would have for my primary choice because of how fun they were. Junto Nakatani knocks out Andrew Maloney in 12. That was on the Haney Lomachenko card. Oh, yes, yes. That, man, I had very little appreciation for the Maloney's before this. Not, nope. 
Andrew Maloney is the no. fucking business. He's in there. Um, he's super fucking tough, if nothing else. He has a lot of grit, so that, that was really cool. It took uh, Nakatani a lot to get him out, and it was a really good back-and-forth affair leading up to it. The other one was Luis Lopez uh, knocking out Mickey Conlon. I just don't like Mickey Conlon. I don't think I caught that one, actually. It was a good one, though. It really was a good knockout. That was the same day as uh, Lara beating... Um, or Lara losing to Lee Wood in the rematch, and I believe okay. Lawrence O'Coley fought and lost to Billum Smith that day. Oh, I forgot about O'Coley, that bum for fucking fight. Yeah, Jesus. Mm. That his story is wrapping up. Yeah, absolutely. That was oh. fucking abysmal to watch, like as far as an I, entertainment factor. Yeah, I got I got you to pick though. Kind of obvious. Uh, Hellenius KO for Wilder, absolutely brutal. Oh my took, goodness, love took that man's soul from yeah, his body. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I probably go with the Hellenius one. one. I mean, yeah, oh, dude, his soul left his body. To Valhalla. Yeah, I mean, dude, eyes open. Yep, KO'd. Like that's some scary shit. Yeah, he and introduced Wilder him started, to. Wilder started crying at the end too. He's like, "Yo, that man's got a family." I'm like, "Damn, bro!" <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, now that's crazy. <laughs> Introduced him to Odin. Dude, Odin, Thor, all the bars up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. That's a really good one. Beat down, beat down, beat down. I got high profile one, Tank over Hector Garcia. Like, that was just an ass kicking. I was going to say almost actually the Tank and Hector one for being a, a schooling. Well, I can see being a beat down as well. It's, yeah, it is kind of both. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. Have one for beat. I was almost gonna say um, the uh, Spence Crawford because that was definitely a beatdown. But obviously, that just happened, so it wouldn't count. Um, I can't think of any beatdowns that happened too badly over this past like few months. Besides like the uh, Hector Tank one, that one you mentioned as well. Hmm. I mean, would you say past Tank and Garcia, like Ryan Garcia? Yes. Yeah, I'd probably go with that then. Cause that was definitely a beatdown. I mean, he knocked him down, just bullied him. Yeah, he uh, tank tank wasn't worried. He was, he was having he was having fun, pretty much. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, for masterclass, this I had Shakur over Shuichiro Yoshino. Mm. Oh yeah, that, that was bad. Yeah, like a Shakur was hanging out in the pocket for just for fun. Because like, I'm not concerned with anything this guy's doing, and so I'm just gonna beat his ass right in front of his face. Well, I would say it's gonna be a stupid pick, but <laughs> I'd probably say Fury and Del Boy three. That was oh I mean, my goodness, that, it was a schooling. It was, to be honest, <laughs> pretty shit pick. But like the only one I can really think of besides the Shakur one. Um, I did also have a Teofimo Taylor on this one. Ooh, yeah, that was a schooling for sure. That's to me. That's the more high profile pick, dude. We got spoiled with fights this year because I can't yeah. even think. I can't even think of all these now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if Shakur had more power, that hey, that would be in the beatdown. That would be my pick for beatdown, but he doesn't. So mm-hmm. let's see. Now upset. Uh, anything besides Romero Barroso is it's not an option. Yeah, that shit was crazy. That's the that to me that's the only that's gonna win upset of the year for the next the rest of the decade. It's I don't know how much they paid that ref for that one. Tony Weeks, man, you. You either I, die I the like, hero, I, or you live long I, enough to become the villain. 
But Tony makes such a good ref. Too, I know. Usually. Like what the f- like, what happened, Tony? That's oh. why it, to me also, that adds to why it's so why fucking bad. What's what's going on, Tony? Man, why are you slipping? You've been pre- paid pretty handsomely for your services over the years. You did. I, what did you miss a payment on your fucking third house or something? Or <laughs> that was bad. Yep. I was surprised it's not even a rematch, but I guess whatever. Oh, I did actually pick some alternatives despite saying um but they're like second they're fighting for second place as far as upsets uh brian mendoza beating fundora and then uh jile jang beating joe joyce was another one. Oh, i forgot about that one yep damn bro see i was saying that was gonna forget a lot of fights but actually yeah that that that's a pretty solid upset there's a rematch going for that one too right yes you had that set up set it's up? uh in september i think um, it's be it's after the second because like I didn't go beyond that when I yeah. looked ahead. Let's see here. It is on the website, uh, lvxmedia.net/boxing. You can see all whatever's coming up. Definitely Joyce and Zhang or um, Romero and uh, what was his name? I apologize. Barosa. Barosa. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. I I think the Mendoza one was good because he was coming off of another upset win so i mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool uh let's see here i do have some other ancillary awards to, to give out here my selection for the not the flex you think it is award is uh jose ramirez stopping richard comey in 11 like buddy <laughs> this is you it took you 11 rounds to get this dude out that's not something to brag about you should absolutely have won that much sooner would it be wrong to put the aj hlanius one on that too because let's be honest dude after aj knocked him out he was parading around like won the fucking super bowl taking drinks with mcgregor just... oh yeah that is not the flex you think it is but that yeah, was like, uh, last week so yeah i know it's too soon to tell that but like i thought it was just weird how like yeah you got the nice knockout but right out the ring random mcgregor what the fuck is mcgregor doing there to begin with Pro- like, he was promoting his drinks. Yeah, it, <laughs> AJ was celebrating. He just won the Super Bowl, and I was like, "All right, let's let's calm down for a second. Yeah, this is not the flex you think it is, buddy. Uh, Wilder <laughs> did it in one. I'm not sure. That's kind of the that's the bar that we've set for stopping Hellenius. For it to be cool, it's the first round. The bar has been set. You did not get over it. I have biggest pouting award." Was Ooh. Isaac Dogbay when he lost to Robesi Ramirez on April first? The guy lost his mind when uh. he was, when he was given the mic. He lost his fucking mind. Uh, he was really upset. Like you got outclassed, and it wasn't close. I'm not sure what you're complaining about, but I don't know. Dogbay gonna Dogbay, I guess. Yeah. Oh, the ultimate drop of the ball. Murajan Akhmadaliev, aka MJ, losing to fucking Marlon Tapales. The drop of the ball here was so this was supposed to just be a formality. Uh, it's it was a mandatory defense of one of his belts. He was supposed to be waiting on the other side of Fulton Inoue for the undisputed fight, just ready like ready to pick up the fucking money. It's right there. It's waiting for you. All you gotta do is 
take care of business as we expect you to against Tapolis. And he absolutely didn't. But so now Tapolis is going to get the bag with Inoue. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that one, I'll be honest with you. So it, it, it's no, it's not worth going back. Not to worth it. <laughs> no, not really. Not worth it. No, it was <laughs> not very good. Like MJ, whatever his faults may be, he's uh, he's pretty slick. I think he's from Uzbekistan, so he has that Central Asian style, I guess. Soviet-ish. Yeah, I guess not much to go off that one. Huh? Not really. Just like you, man. You fucked up, dude. That was you had it. You had it made, man. It, it was right there. Oh, I, um, another one. Most unnecessary fight was. Cordina versus uh, Rakimov, Shafkat Rakimov. So Cordina wins the title, the 130 IBF, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sparking the Japanese guy in two. Ogawa, I don't remember his first name. Then, I don't remember why exactly. I think he was hurt and he wasn't going to be able to fight his mandatory as quickly mm-hmm. as they wanted. So the IBF stripped him. Then, Rakimov fights for the vacant title. And Cordina is his mandatory challenger. Like it's what the fuck, man. That's a complete waste of time. That's what interim titles are for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. Sounds almost as bad as a not to throw it back like two years ago, um, but as bad as a Canelo versus a fuck's that Turkish guy's name Yildrim. Yeah, Afni Yildrim. Oh, that shit was a waste of time. Yes, absolutely. I think it was a uh, he was coming. That was a. Uh, Right after we started easing off COVID stuff, mm-hmm. so might have been a little bit of a get shake the rust off a little bit. Oh goodness gracious, that is it for picks. All right, <clears throat> let's see here. Network News recently launched another show. It's called Hard Shell Tacos. It's me and a relative of mine. This is not at all sports related. So if you know, if you're not interested in hearing me and my cousin talk about mental health spiritual health type of stuff then don't listen to it but if you are into that kind of thing then check it out hard shell tacos i also have progressive patriots uh it's right um right there i'm i'm really itching to get this one started but i need uh i need my colleagues on that one to really get their asses into gear because there's only so many times I can say, like, when do you guys want to record? And like, oh, we have to have some more XYZ discussions. Like, no, the fuck we do not. <laughs> we need to start recording now. <laughs> Just get in and start talking. Yeah, so I told them, like, look, okay, I'm going to put out, like, a little preview kind of thing. I was, I was telling you before we started, like, I was at a political event this morning. Mm-hmm. And I recorded it. And I caught some very interesting things that the keynote speakers were saying. So that's the kind of thing we're going to be discussing. I believe it's going to be split in two. So gotcha. Progressive Patriots, uh, we're the, all the people I'm doing it with, we're all military veterans. But, you know, like there seems to be people try to pigeonhole being a veteran into being conservative. Not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna, I think it's going to be split into like domestic issues and foreign international foreign policy issues there will be overlap of course but there's just a lot of shit going on in the world in the u.s a lot of stuff to talk about so progressive patriots hard shell tacos ultimate fucking casual oh man there's always more in the works 
always, always more in the works. I don't know why I do this to myself, but I do. Just the master of craft. <laughs> I do it for all of your entertainment. Uh, right. I think that's it for network news. So the phone number that's in the outro, that number can receive text messages or phone calls, but apparently only boomers make phone calls. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm sick. Yeah. Um, so if you, yeah, if you want to text me, your, tell me how much of a fucking idiot I am on my mid-year picks, please do. The number 833-589-7637. It'll be in the outro as well if you have any input on any show. doesn't have to just be B-Sides Boxing. All right. Drip. Parting words. As always, every day's Get a Bag Tuesday. Get a bag. For the homie chief, I gotta say, fuck Tyson Fury. Always. Always fuck Tyson. <laughs> the last time we were talking, he said, um, stay fucking Tyson Fury. <laughs> it was like, whoa. That's a pause? Yeah. Like, whoa, brother. Yeah, he, he said it, and then uh, Nathan and I were like, what? Um, you want to pause on that one? <laughs> I mean, I get what you meant, but at the same time, what else? Are we not doing phrasing anymore? Listen, every day's get back Tuesday. Hashtag fuck fury. Hashtag stop juicing. Mm. KO drugs out of sports. Mm-hmm. All right. Hashtag, hashtag earn with hern. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to do it for this episode of B-Sides Boxing. Thank you for listening. If you could do that internet shit, um, like, follow, subscribe, whatever the fuck. Uh, the socials are all LVX Media Net. So if you could, please, that would be very much appreciated. And until next time, go get some tacos in your life. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net. <laughs>